Hello, what is up everyone? Welcome to Roll Up, the official Phil Singer Games podcast. This is episode number 19. I am Sam Fain, and I am joined by no one. Cricket's over here. Crazy. <laughs> uh, that is because Todd and Mike recorded their portion of this particular episode at the tail end of Galacticon. So we are here, of course, to talk a little bit about the con, mostly about the con, a little bit. That's that's the bulk of the episode. Uh, in fact, the bulk of this episode will be Mike and Todd's conversation. I'm going to keep things a little short here with the uh, intro and outro. Um, just first of all, want to say I thought Galacticon went wonderfully. The opportunity to bridge both the in-person and the virtual portion of the cons was excellent. Um, being there for the tournament portions on Sunday where we actually had virtual competitors and in-person competitors worked out really well. Uh, Todd uh, and Mike set things up so perfectly. And then, of course, all the people that helped out uh, running the the rooms. Um, I, I know Troy uh, ran one of the rooms, and now I'm going blank on everyone else's names. So I'll just give the shout-out to Troy because I know we accidentally left him out last time. Uh, so now I'll just accidentally leave out everybody else this time. Um, <clears throat> I think I just heard the the uh, opening bell. It wasn't supposed to go there. I don't know why that happened. Actually, I do know why that happened. It's it's a quirk of GarageBand because I'm recording GarageBand right now, not Zoom, and I forgot to mute one of my channels. But that's besides the point. I'm leaving that in because hey, you know sometimes we operate on the fly here. Um, so I thought that the tournaments obviously were great, uh, having the opportunity to interview both Tom Filsinger and The Dark Menace was a lot of fun, and uh, of course the questions that uh, everyone was asking in the chat were really great. I think I got to just about all of them, if not all of the questions. Um, and, and it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, the Dark Menace was controversial, inflammatory at times, defensive on other occasions, maybe dropping some hints for future plans. He was itching to get to Andromeda. Did everybody hear that? I wonder. Uh, <laughs> uh but that was awesome. Uh, I enjoyed, uh, the, the interview with him in, in our chronologically challenged way, if you will. Uh, and then, of course, Tom Filsinger himself. It was a great chat with Tom. Uh, I feel like you know he and I have developed a, a good rapport over the past year. We've you know had the opportunity to chat um, and and do interviews. I think this was the fourth or fifth time now. So uh, really cool um, to to get to talk to him. I felt honestly, I felt a little bit better prepared this go around than I did the last time when he was actually on roll up. I felt a little scattered uh, when he was on roll up, but. It was it was a great time uh, interviewing Tom uh, this past weekend, and he you know he uh, was a little guarded in comments uh, for the future, which is only natural. Um, but it, it was it was still uh, informative, especially about the creative process of this particular set. He talked uh, a bit about how you know some of these ideas um, are kind of already there. It's just he has to discover them and given you know the opportunity, the time to do that. Um, you know, we talked a little bit more about the creative process, which is something we kind of, you know, it's like that's a continuing conversation that he and I get to have, and I feel like that he just has with, with any interviewer, really. Um, you know, the, the look into the creative process in general, even if it's not specifically his process, is always something that's highly entertaining and illuminating. Um, <clears throat> obviously taking a lot of pride in Galacticon. 
and just the the history um, of the fandom uh, was was something that was celebrated. So uh, wonderful time. Uh, I hope everyone that was there, both virtually and in person, enjoyed that particular portion because it was something that you know certainly I, I put some some effort into. Um, the the tournaments, you know, I, I only was a part of the Canada Cup, and I was able to take Shane undefeated in my bracket. Uh, which was pretty stiff competition considering I had to face Wolf, Monolith, Aetheran Overmaster. Uh, so I was pretty happy with that. Um, sadly, I then promptly lost to Harbinger in the, uh, the semifinals, but that's okay. It happens. Uh, one of these days, one of these days. I'm a neophyte when it comes to the tournaments, to be completely honest. There are others that have had longer droughts than I. Um, but the tournaments overall were a great success. Uh, you'll hear a little bit more about those. You'll hear more about the auction coming up. Um, and I think that that was one of the more successful portions of the entire convention. Not only the money that was raised for the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame, but quite frankly, some of the amazing pieces uh, that, that were up for grabs. And, and the fact that Todd was even able to hold some stuff back for next auction, I think is incredible. He told me some of the stuff you know that he received that it was one of those things where it's like, look, I can't put everything in this auction. Let's save some stuff for next time around. And there's some incredible stuff uh, uh, that, that'll be around. For, for next go around. I think, uh, yeah, I think overall, again, the weekend was a great success. Sounds like everybody had a lot of fun. Of course, we got the huge reveal of Roddy Piper joining the Tragos Thez Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame set two, um, and then also being one of the con exclusive cards, which was the Piper's Pit card. Uh, really looking forward to seeing what's on the back of that card. I've not had a glimpse at it just yet. Um, Piper's card looks amazing. The artwork's great. The stats are fantastic. I love that the foreign object finisher is now kind of optional, um, which gives you the opportunity, I think, to program Piper, you know, as a babyface or a heel very easily, whereas before, you know, it was kind of like, well, I can roll up if I really want to, or I can just go with the fact that he's a heel or maybe he's a babyface who breaks the rules, whatever the case may be. But I think this gives promoters even more freedom um, with how they decide to utilize him. And Piper's one of those great, great gets for the game that there are multiple ways that you can you can use that card. Um, you know, for me personally, I, I mentioned this, I think, uh, at the con, one of the cool things about Piper is that he uh, filled the role as in-ring talent for a while, as kind of like a upper mid-card, you know, baby-face talent, sort of. And then... Um, he got injured, um, and now he's been at the announce desk with Gordon Soley while also running Piper's Pit. And while running Piper's Pit, he started to take a little bit more of a heelish turn. Um, so it's just you know it's great the way that that card can fill so many spots on your on your. Uh, uh, in your promotion. So I'm really looking forward to to using that new card soon. Of course, there was um, a little bit of um, conversation around the fact that he's not eligible for online use at this particular point in time. Uh, I know that every effort will be made to add him to the online roster, but of course there were a couple of questions that were raised in conversations with his widow over whether or not they could sign that portion of the release due to him being utilized uh, by the WWF in their video game, or WWE in their video games. Um, one can only hope that the next WWE video game is light years better than the last WWE video game. Don't even get me started. Uh, in addition to that, we also got an Omega card, and that Omega card is 
stellar. I do miss that the uh, Cosmic War Dance is no longer a finisher. Uh, the double finishers were a big deal on that original Classics card, uh, but this card is tough. There's no denying it, and uh, will we'll give anybody uh, a hard time. Whether you're using them on Kronos, whether you're slotting them in in your early Classics fed, um, you know, or whatever else you may want to do with him, uh, just, a, just a great card, and I think it'd be a lot of fun to, you know, to, to run him against any talent. I mean, whether you're doing Kurt Angle from the Neutragos Thez set, uh, you know, putting him up against maybe even Gladiator Siege, turning back the clock, throwing him in there against Thantos, or, you know, putting him on Kronos with Infinity Plex, or whatever the case may be. Lots of cool stuff you can do with Omega. Um, so before I throw things over to Todd and Mike, I did want to just say, you know, Paul Orndorff recently passed away, and we had heard some differing things about his health uh, over the past few weeks. Um, you, you know, some wrestlers, I think, were upset that his son had divulged uh, that, that he was battling dementia. Um, that's not for me to judge one way or the other, other than the fact that it's his son. So, I, I mean, I think that his son was doing what was best for, you know, for him and his father in the situation. Um, and his son, you know, wrote a very touching post uh, about his father after he passed. And you know, one of the things he said is if you, you know, you hated him, he loved you for it um, because that was the role that he filled more often than not. He, he you know, obviously was a baby face uh, a bit in his career as well. And on, on a personal note for me, uh, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff was a huge, huge reason why I became a wrestling fan. I became a wrestling fan, you know, right during the, the, the era of Hulkamania, um, my, you know, my earliest memories of professional wrestling are around the build-up to WrestleMania one, um, maybe a little bit before then, but but that's the 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 thrust of it. And I just remember, uh, you know, the the feud going in uh, with him and Piper against Hogan and Mr. T, and the main event at WrestleMania one, the fallout from that, um, the babyface turn. I remember watching that, uh, and and just, I, I mean, became a huge Mr. Wonderful fan in that moment. Loved Orndorff and Hogan as a team. Uh, when Orndorff turned on Hogan, I hated him. Um, I love their feud. The cage match with the, you know, the the, the double um, climb out was just an iconic moment for me as, as a youngster. And probably up to that point and for a long time after, one of my favorite professional wrestling moments. Probably my favorite professional wrestling moment, you know, as a kid until maybe like, you know, Ultimate Warrior uh, uh, won uh, the titles, uh, the title rather from from Hogan, um, which quickly faded, whereas the memory with uh, with Orndorff and, and Hogan uh, in that cage match has, has stuck with me. I even rewatched it not too long ago. Um, so just a, a huge loss for the wrestling community, a huge loss for his family, and, you know, certainly our thoughts are, are with them and the wrestling community as they as they mourn his passing. Um, and, and, you know, again, for me personally, a huge, huge reason why I'm a professional wrestling fan. I remember when Macho Man Randy Savage died, I, I wrote on the boards that, um, you know, for me, he, he was just one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, still is. And the only person that could ever really, you know, come close to, to Hogan there for a time for me as a young boy was Randy Savage. You know, eventually I became a huge Bret Hart fan. Um, and I think, you know, Bret Hart and, and Sting were kind of, you know, guys that I gravitated to as I got a little older. And then eventually, of course, you know, the Stone Cold era hit. Uh, but before that, you know, it was, it was, it was always like Hogan and Savage. And, you know, Savage was was such a huge reason I was a wrestling fan and and by way of that a huge reason why I was a fan of Filsinger Games and, and COTG and and I think that the same you know I could say the same uh to a degree for Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff so um you know 
tip of the cap, raise of the glass with my non-alcoholic beverage uh, to to Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff and all the memories that he gave us. The uh, Greatest Wrestling Stars of the 80s DVD set that WWF put out uh, some years ago, I think about 15, 16 years ago, has a wonderful, uh, no pun intended, segment on uh, Paul Orndorff and uh, some some great uh, snippets of interviews with him as well as some excellent matches. So uh, if you've got that, throw it on, check it out. If not, you know, there's plenty of stuff out there on, on the internet. Um, so again, here's to here's to Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. With that said, uh, I'm going to throw this over to Todd and Mike, and they will take you kind of minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day, a look at Galacticon 2021 uh, and the the happening that it was. Uh, they go pretty in depth, which is fantastic. So stay tuned for about 45 minutes or so from them. And then I'll come back with a very brief outro. I uh, just want to thank you all again so much for your support and for, you know, listening, uh, subscribing, your reviews. We ran our first contest recently. We'll get another one together here soon. Um, but here's here's Todd and Mike with the Galacticon 2021 review. Hey, it's uh, Todd and Mike here in uh, Pennsylvania. We just wrapped up Galacticon 2021. It was a heck of a weekend, Mike. It was a heck of a weekend. It was great to see. I mean, I I don't know what the final numbers are, but we had somewhere around 25 or more people in person show up for Galacticon here in Pennsylvania. Uh, I think it was like 27 was the the, the total number of people. I think so. Uh, yeah, that we had in there. And then, which considering the last minute notice on it with, with all the uh, post-COVID uh, environment, I think that was fantastic. Uh, and then we had, what? how many people did we have online? I mean, I think- was- I mean, we had over a hundred registered, I think at any one time. I think the highest number I saw was right around 70 or so. Yeah, so I mean, one time. We, we had over a hundred people attending Galacticon this year, probably. Yeah. Um, you know, in one way, shape or form. Another probably twenty people who couldn't make it, but wanted the con exclusive. Yep, yep. and that's and, okay. We got that's all right. fine. You know, hey, we're we're cool with that. It's um, it, it you know we're uh, we're sad you couldn't make it if you were if you weren't here or you weren't online. But um, you know, we're glad you're able to participate at least in a small way by walking away with a couple of exclusives. Um, if you're listening to this podcast and haven't heard, um, and if not, where have you been? Um, but we have uh, a couple of uh, uh, exclusive con giveaways. Uh, one was a Champions of the Galaxy card, which was a classic Omega uh, from his later singles run right in the prime of his career. Um, and then the Legends of Wrestling card giveaway was a Piper's Pit card for all you Legends fans. So uh, really pleased, I think, in both cases. I think those are two uh, Galacticon-worthy giveaways. And I think everybody was pretty pleased with them when they saw them. Uh, and hopefully will uh, continue to be so. Yeah, no, it was, uh, yeah, some great uh, release cards. I think got a really great reception there uh, on the Friday night uh, giveaway, uh, Friday night event. So, yeah, so we kicked off the weekend on Friday. Uh, we did the in-person at Molly McGuire's uh, with the 2137 release party. Uh, had a, you know, a, smaller group than we had on the on saturday there but uh definitely a good enthusiastic group it kind of harkened back to the cherry lounge a little bit maybe maybe the holiday in uh you know it was it was a a good group of people i think uh pretty excited uh and and i I really grown to like the friday night release of the gwf stuff because 
you know, back in back in the old days when when the sets were released Saturday morning, the first hour, everybody had their noses in the book and nobody was talking. So it's kind of nice to give it to people so they can read it that night or the next morning and kind of digest it a little bit before the con starts the next day. Um, plus, it's always good to see the first few of you know our old friends and make a couple new ones. Oh, absolutely. We did have a couple new guys uh, with us there. Uh, I know uh, James was there first time. Andy was there. First Andy was time. there first time. Yeah. So, and uh, I think we had one more first timer. I'm blanking on who it was though. Well, we had another James who had, 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 had a drive by a couple that was, that years was ago. Almost, I mean, uh, he had an hour long drive by a, a couple years back. So three years ago, I guess it was. So we'll. we'll We'll count him as a first timer too. There we go. Yeah. So, so first official time, I say. But I, you know, I have a good feeling we'll be seeing those guys again for yeah, sure. Yeah, so. I, I, th- I think we'll definitely see those guys again. And uh, that, but that's always. I, I always say that my favorite uh, time to see somebody is their second con. Yeah. Because that meant that, that it was a good enough time for them the first time. And and I think this was a great, uh, great, great weekend. I think it was great to see uh, those new friends as well as some some old friends, people I've like yourself who I've known for 20 years now. <laughs> that's right right and actually we did have one other new person we did have a third generation of butchers joining us this year True. which was uh yeah that, that that's i think a first you know we were kind of going through that as the first third generation well actually yeah. actually atkinson i guess right, technically yeah, technically yeah. atkinson was was beat him and, and uh but I, I also you know my youngest guy uh actually made his first collect kind of really last yep. year he was kind of a little too young to be participating even virtually but uh this year we got his first tournament in and he got his first tournament win. Uh, so he was pretty pleased about that. So yeah, that's always fun um, to, to see everybody. And then I think the tournaments, you know, I think we're a little lighter on the tournament schedule than we've been in the past, but, bit. I, but I think it worked out really well, particularly with this hybrid environment, which, you know, I guess we had never done a virtual one before last year and we'd never <laughs> done a hybrid one before this year. So um, I think that was a lot of, uh, that was a success. I think it was better to try and do, uh, maybe one too few tournaments rather than one too many. Exactly. Yeah. Worked out well. Yeah. Having the split there, but uh, you going back to the Friday night. We did have the virtual uh, kind of uh, get, get together where we did announce uh, both, you know, the Galacticon exclusive cards as well as the eighth card in the Trago Stez set, which was Rowdy Roddy Piper. Uh, definitely lots of enthusiasm there for uh, the Rowdy one. Um, and, um, yeah, we did mention there was a caveat to the Roddy Piper yeah, there. Yeah. Un- unfortunately, you know, as, as I think a lot of people can appreciate, there's a lot of these guys have licensing restrictions and, and other deals that they have. And, um, while, um, Roddy's wife and, and family were kind enough to give us the rights to do the card, um, they were, they had some concerns about, um, the online product potentially, uh, being conflicting with one of their other deals and, and therefore uh, weren't comfortable letting us do that card. And, you know, as I said, um, at the get together on Friday night, you know, th- th- we had the choice of in Saturday during the, one of the Q and A's, you know, we had the choice between doing a print only Rowdy Rowdy Piper card or not doing a Rowdy Rowdy Piper card. And I think that we felt that it was best just to go ahead and do the card and, and, and hopefully, have our online fans understand. And, uh, you know, I think that while there was some initial disappointment, I think, you know, once got people heard the story, I think they appreciated the position we were in. And I, I think, you know, everybody accepts that this was the best choice to make. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, yeah, I'm really excited to have, uh, you know, the color Roddy card, uh, you know, a great, great set with the TNT set between uh, Roddy, um, you know, Gorilla, 
Bob Backlund and of course Kurt Angle in there too. I mean, couldn't couldn't have asked for a better lineup there, top guys. Oh, I mean, you know, I mean, first off, you you know, I think one of the things that somebody pointed out, and I don't, can't remember if it was on the boards or in one of the chats, but but they you know said that you know, we have you, know, you look at the Hall of Fame, um, and it covers the entire history of wrestling. Yeah. Right. And so, and the two TNT sets we've been able to do so far have done that. We've had multiple eras, um, you know, people with different styles. And I think that speaks to the history of wrestling, and I'm glad we can do it. And in, in some cases, you know, you may have one or two people you don't know about, and, and that's okay. I think that's I part of the fun of Legends for me has been learning about wrestlers who I don't uh, necessarily know anything about when, when we uh, get them into the game. Uh, and I think that uh, the Legends team does a great job um, with the stats to sort of give their tell their story in the ring and you know, uh, Stu and, and the and the rest of the guys who help, you know, kind of chip in, does a great job with the bios to give people sort of the context of these wrestlers. But I mean, gosh, I mean, Gorilla Monsoon is somebody who Todd and I have been talking about getting into the game for 10 years. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. You know, Gorilla is just, uh, just uh, you know, fantastic. And we were trying to track down the contact and Todd, well, you know, <laughs> we talked about happen. this enough already. So. Makes things happen. That's yeah. all I'll say. And uh, and so that was awesome. And then you know, Angle and Backlund. I mean, just two, you know, uh, top tier names. I'll just say. I mean, I, I appreciate everybody we have in the set, but those are two guys who obviously have you know a lot of people know and, yeah. and, and are, are set sellers. Really, so it's it's great to have them in the game. Yeah, I mean, and the rest of the rest of my, uh, the roster really great too. Uh, you know, with with Muldoon and Pesic kind of representing that vintage era. Glad to keep on having representation from that era of wrestling in these sets as well. Um, uh, and, and I then, think you know, Todd, real quick, I think yeah. that you know, people say, "Oh, well, I'm not really into vintage." Take a look at those two guys, and and really, like John Pesic is like, I mean, he was kind of like. Ace Orton to uh, to Piper. Yeah. I mean, you know, he was an enforcer. He would sit there and, and you know, you wanted a shot at the type, but you had to beat him, and he would take guys out. So I mean, there's a lot of cool things you could be running an '80s Fed, and John Pesek will fit dead into that. Fed. Sure, like sure. you could work that in so well. So I mean, I think that um, sometimes you got to kind of look at these guys and maybe use your imagination a little bit and how to fit them into your Fed. But there's just so much character with these guys that's great. I mean, Don Curtis, I mean, you know, he could be, you know, a tag team, you know, a babyface tag team partner to so many different guys. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But though I will say, I, we got to figure out a way to track down uh, Mark Lewin now. I, I, I heard he's uh, heard he's harder to get, but, you know, we're, we're going to we have to see what we can do about that one now. I'll, I'll sit down with the Legends guys in Waterloo. We'll come up with a plan. We'll figure something. <laughs> if we have to go to the backwoods of Oregon, we'll, we're, we're going to make it happen. Well, maybe. Well, it may take some time. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll figure something out. All right. Um, and then, and then, of course, uh, we also have Thunderbolt Patterson, who uh, I guess it, it, uh, I've uh, just learned about recently through this set, but I think is very near and dear to the hearts of a lot of the Legends team, Chad especially. Uh, so really thrilled to have Thunderbolt in there. And I know he's really appreciative to be included as well. well and, and hailing from Waterloo. Well, from Waterloo I mean, itself, yeah. We got to you know, uh, pay homage to the, uh, to the birthplace of wrestling, as they call it. Yeah. No, I think it's a great set. I'm really excited to to roll some matches with those guys, and uh, hopefully everybody at home is too. Yep, 
Absolutely. Uh, so the uh, you know, the Friday night, also big uh, thanks out to Grant and Jack for hosting the Quiplash game. That was a ton of fun. Uh, I know uh, the next morning I was hunkering for uh, an alpha scone myself, uh, so I uh, didn't, didn't track one down, but uh, I'll be on the lookout for that. Uh, but uh, so Friday night uh, kind of wrapped up from there. And then Saturday morning, uh, we kicked off, uh, you know, the first ever kind of simultaneous uh tournaments going on both live and online it was it, it was interesting yeah well you know it, it's funny because you know there's a word that kind of comes to mind and that's faith um <laughs> and todd and i had to have a lot of faith in some people because obviously we couldn't well you know we could be at the computer and where we were in person but it was kind of hard to manage both at the same time so yeah. i mean i know todd you were you know we kind of coordinated and had some people really step up and and help out with those tournaments. Oh yeah, I mean definitely huge, huge thanks to everybody who helped there. To TK and Troy, they they did all four tournaments uh, throughout the weekend. So big, big shout out to those guys. Grant for stepping in and then last helping minute. out. Grant, last, last, last minute, last minute today. Uh, we had a little bit of a mix up there, but uh, Grant stepped in, was awesome there, and also helped out in the Legends tournament. Uh, Chris helping out in the Legends tournament, and of course Sam. You know when he's not running around at uh, birthday parties, you know he was, he was able to jump in and and lead a bracket and won it himself you know he comes in you know one one tournament and you know wins his own bracket he's a little sketchy you know, but i mean i'm I, you know skips that i mean i think we should we got to talk about this because sam skips the first day rests up right mm-hmm. he makes some, some excuse about a daughter's birthday party, yeah yeah yeah, 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 like, yeah whatever and and, and 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 then rests up and then he's there and, he, and he's fresh when everybody else has been worn down after a day of, of uh tournament play i yeah. think that's there needs to be an investigation exactly we'll go into like how how it went past that that bracket we'll get into that a little bit later president gorilla monsoon make a ruling on that. you might you might be right there you might be right but uh <laughs> well anyway first day tournaments we had three uh different uh, tournaments that went on both the same exact tournament in person and online uh actually did not have any of the same winners for any of the tournaments that we ran concurrently which was pretty good a couple of them came pretty close but uh not not in the end so the gw tournament does uh, gwf 2137 uh kicked off uh there uh, our tournaments both uh, both locations and uh the winners of these both got a slot in ftr next year uh in q1 and the winners uh wound up being in person was pete beck who uh you know already has a character at start day in, in ftr and then uh the winner uh online is drew Harmon, who actually won another ftr spot in our convention this spring so i told him he had to come up with a tag team so you know we'll see what happens there this was like a repeat winner a repeat winner in this one yeah 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 so yes yeah, so, i mean both uh you know drew and and, and pete having uh, a lot of influence on the ftr so we'll, we'll see what comes up uh the beginning of next year when we kick off the, the next season then Absolutely. It's going to be exciting to see what, what they what they come up with next. Yeah. Uh, and then speaking of indie, of, of, of promoted prime, uh, so the indies tournament this year, the winners of that got to select a guy for the uh, indies uh, next quarter. So winners of that online, Mark Cantor, and in person here was Chuck Clouster. So I'll be getting together with uh, Mark and Chuck and figuring out you know, who they want to include, you know, there's a, could be an update of somebody, could be somebody brand new that they really enjoy, could be somebody that's maybe, we maybe had signed, you know, prior to making it up to television and maybe, maybe, maybe we maybe, will include them. Maybe. So, 
we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, and then the other th- the third slot uh, coming up in uh, Q3 here, we're going to determine on roll-up in a couple weeks. So uh, stay tuned for that one. All right, so then the third tournament there of the day was our Legends Tournament. And uh, we had, uh, you know, winner uh, of the virtual Legends Tournament was Mike Fortune. So, you know, he, he's still uh, still got a spot in the Galactica Cup, even though he couldn't be there in person. So it was uh, good to see that Mike went on a big run with Big Van Vader. If there's, if there's ever a, good, you know, a reason to open the border, though, I mean, come on, Mike Fortune not coming to Galacticon should be evidence enough. Yeah. Is enough is enough. It's time to open the border. That's right. That's right. So, well, we, we definitely missed you, Mike. Uh, not having you there in person was glad to see your smiling face uh, through, well, through the beard. Uh, we saw that on, online. I was going to you saw his I, 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 I can only imagine it was a smile in there. Yeah, it but. probably was. Probably was. <laughs> Uh, and then our in-person uh, winner was uh, Andrew German, who won with the Macho Man, Randy his, Savage. His first ever Legends tournament, too, I might add. All right. Wasn't that his first? I don't think he'd ever uh, pl- uh, That was his first Galactic Con. Oh, Andrew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, yep. so we had somebody who was literally at his, been at every Galactic Con yep. tournament. And then we had somebody who was his first Galactic Con. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. A little, little yin and yang there. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So, uh, yeah, no, congratulations to both those guys. They won spots in the Galacticon uh, Cup tournament happening day two. So that, after that point, we kind of we uh, ended our um, our tournament portion of the day and we moved on to the Q&A. Uh, so Q&A, we definitely had a couple cool uh, announcements there. We can kind of recap a little bit of that. Yeah, well, I think there was, uh, let's see, for as far as Champions of the Galaxy goes, we had the art reveal um uh, for Epitome, yep. uh, for the Future Shock set uh, that's coming out this fall. Um, for Indies. For Indies, we announced the, the two themes coming out both in Q3 and Q4. So Q3 will be an Indies deathmatch set. Uh, we have a number of different people lined up for that. Um, and uh, we also will be including a special match in there. Uh, that match hasn't been decided yet. We want to kind of see what the fans want. Uh, from the from this match, we'll announce that uh, in the future, uh, along with you know as we start rolling out the names, that'll definitely be one of the announcements we have then. And then uh, in the uh, holiday time period, we will be doing a uh, indies women's set, and this one is going to be mostly is going to be focused on international women. So you know, women from all over the globe, whether it's Joshi wrestlers in Japan, uh, different uh, wrestling from uh, Australia. Uh, in Europe, we have a lot of different possibilities. So with some really strong uh, women's uh, independent wrestlers that we've been wanting to uh, release. So that will be the focus uh, for Indies in Q4. And then uh, on the legend side. Well, we kind of decided last minute we weren't going to do it, but we thought it was Galacticon. It was a party. We were all having fun. So we, we uh, kind of let it out of the bag that this uh, December set will be a memphis tennessee kind of themed set unless uh something extraordinary happens to change that right uh, uh, which we you know as everything else in wrestling card is subject to change yeah but uh but i'd say that we're really excited about this we've had um you know a few people who we've wanted to do for a number of years now and it was always planned that it would be with this set so it's it's uh um you know, I know Travis uh, Heckles sitting uh, somewhere very happy right now, yep, um, yep. probably celebrating still. And uh, but we're, it's going to be a great set. I'm very excited about it. And, 
you know, we've got some, I think, some great names lined up for it. And hopefully we're working on one or two more that, you know, might be a little exciting too. Yep, exactly. Put that one over the top. We'll, we'll see. We're always trying here. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, I think, uh, great interaction with everybody there, uh, you know, both online and in person. Um, and uh, then after that, uh, we went into uh, the auction, and that was a spectacle right there. That was a happening. It was a happening. Was a happening. <laughs> uh, I mean, that, that was um, – I mean, truly amazing. I think that last year we did what about two thousand dollars? Yeah, we we hit two thousand dollars last year, and we were thrilled. thrilled. And, yeah, and we were always thrilled. I mean, I, I think it was it was a great uh, thing for them. I think you know, as Chad said in the Q and A, um, you know, Jerry Briscoe, you know, pointed to that exactly that how the hall was hurting, and we, you know, as a community, had stepped up to help him and. That's how he convinced, you know, Kurt Angle and Bob Backlund to be in the game. Um, and so, you know, we thought, you know, we had some really good um, items lined up for this auction. And we had a, you know, we thought we were going to beat last year. I think Todd and I, before the con, had talked about, yeah. about three grand. We thought maybe four grand. Yeah, we were hoping you know, to beat three grand. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and maybe we'd get up to four if it really uh, went well. But I got to say, the, the Phil Singer uh, fan base here, you guys are amazing. A truly amazing week and truly amazing auction. Um, we came very, very close to $5,000. And right at the end, Todd got a private message from uh, an anonymous uh, person who, who wishes to remain uh, uh, their identity not to be made public, but they offered to whatever the difference was between where we were and $5,000 that they would fill in the margin. So we will be donating no less than $5,000 to the Hall of Fame this year. And I think that's just an outstanding testament to the generosity uh, of the uh, community, not just for their the money that was raised, but also the people who donated. Oh, absolutely. The, I mean, Some amazing, amazing things donated, yeah. So, I mean, we had Chuck Carter original art donated. We had, all, I mean, all sorts of just, I mean, uh, I mean, JR barbecue. <laughs> yeah, was, Chad's going to be enjoying some good barbecue soon. I mean, bobbleheads and action figures and all sorts of great stuff. I mean, Jim oh, Cornette yeah. and, and Travis got Jim Cornette to, to sign those um, action figures. I mean, a lot of just. And also out of print sets, yes. like some of the legend sets there, which was, you know, amazing uh, to, to, to get the people who have an opportunity for that. But, but I think that, you know, I guess that to me, some of the highlights were just like, you know, the, uh, the, some of the original art, some of the Champions of the yeah. Galaxy original art we had. I mean, I think that the big uh, number was Malice. Uh, Pete yeah. Beck went fairly high on Malice. That was a 325, I think we got to on that one. That was a... Yeah, 325 on that. I guess, you know, Malice Lover, I know, uh, had, had, had wanted to get that, but you, you can't beat Pete Beck. Yeah, uh, he, 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 when he aims high, you know, it's, it's, your, it's tough to beat uh, the Colonel and... Uh, you know, he, he definitely uh, wanted that one. And, uh, you know, congratulations to Pete, because I know, I know that, uh, that personally that a piece of artwork meant a lot to him. And so he was thrilled to get it. So good for Pete. Um, we also had a really interesting piece of art. I mean, Randy Bugdale, who uh, a lot of longtime fans will know from when he did the bust up and Necros cards, also did a bunch of bootleg stuff over the years for folks. Um, he did a, a piece of chaos art that uh, Mike uh, Fortune had gotten him to, to put together that's uh, very different. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a really uh, cool rendition of a classic character. Uh, Kevin Butcher uh, went and got that one for 250. And then 
you know, the, the last piece of art that I thought was, I think probably that of the, the art that went was that collector one. Yeah. Um, and this is a Chuck Carter original, the one used in the last set that he did in 2093. Uh, yeah. So the, the collector, yeah, definitely really neat piece of art there. Oh, too. I, that was classic, I, and it, I mean, I wanted that piece of art and it got a little rich for my blood. Yeah. <laughs> So I think uh, Grant wound up taking that one uh, for I think it was three hundred dollars. Three hundred dollars, yeah. Three hundred dollars, yes. According to my notes here, three hundred. So I mean, to me, that's a, um, I mean, well worth it. I think it's a classic piece. Uh, you know, it's it, Chuck's last set. You know, uh, a great rendition of it. You, you really get the feel for the character with it, and it's it's a classic Chuck Carter piece. So I think it's uh, um, that's really cool. Um, you know, we had, I mean. Way fans stepped up. I mean, the, the autographs that we had, the autograph oh. cards that I think we we did over, and I'm not going to run through all of them, but I think it was we did over a thousand dollars in in autographed cards. Absolutely, yeah, we hit over the thousand dollar mark on that, which was amazing. That's you know a couple that we had uh, there, the Nacho Barrera, and also a Ty had donated one from Molly Holly, but then also a number of the different guests at the. Uh, TNT uh, Hall of Fame coming up that Chad will be getting to autograph. And even that. some who aren't guests who are new, you know, just they're gonna. They're just gonna show, yeah. They're just yeah. gonna show up, yeah. Yep. So it's it's really cool. I mean, yeah, that that was really neat. I think that the big one there was definitely the Kurt Angle one. I think was the the high. I think thing that was there. the high one, yeah. Yep, but, yep. but and you know, it, I guess that's true. It, it's, it's true, damn true. Um, and uh, <laughs> um, and then the other thing that I saw that caught my attention was the P three and Tyranny yeah classic cards from that that came out. Gosh, that was had to be in the nineties, right? Is it late nineties? Uh, early two thousands? No, it was early two thousands. But it was those two cards, uh, classic ones. Um, obviously, um, for those who don't know, Tyranny was. Um, Cordonis before he became, you know, a political figure, he had been a failed wrestler. And so this was a card that represented his career. And then we also had P3, who would later become, after going through, getting a cleansing and going through the Transevolver, became disaster. Mm -hmm. um, and so this was him as an Atheran trainee. So it was uh, two really cool cards. Um, yeah, definitely a big bidding war there that one i, I there, we had a few false finishes on that one i thought that one was gonna be sold a couple times and somebody would jump in over the top and it went for 380 bucks amazing amazing yeah i think that was the highest bid of the day on that one uh so yeah it's a big uh thanks uh, to miss Baton for his uh bid on that one and uh yeah i'll be uh sending those out to you really soon and uh yeah so i hope you enjoy Jared's barbecue you, you, i'll drive that one out to Japan. yeah thankfully i was so glad i didn't have to uh mail out the uh jerry's barbecue one that, that was going to cost a lot of postage but uh, we figured we'd, we'd uh we'd uh save on the postage there yeah. and to save that much more we can uh do something else with that money at some point todd you can maybe, maybe get yourself <laughs> the or like that. there we go definitely definitely well i did want to call out two other items that were been on there that were last minute uh additions uh, uh, put in by Chad that uh, Chad and his uh, partner uh, Troy uh, with Impact Pro put out. And uh, one of that was 
a uh, VIP number one uh, line for everything next year at the Hall of Fame 2022. Uh, and that one uh, was won by Grant. Uh, so thank you, Grant, for your generosity there. And look forward to seeing you out uh, in Iowa next year. Uh, that, that'll be really cool. So I think he's in. He's first for everything there. Yeah, I, I think he gets ticket number one. He yep. gets seat number one. He gets first, first in line for, for the VIP, any of the VIP events. So... I think it's a really, really cool prize. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that it went for, you know, pretty high dollar amount, but I, I think that well worth it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, but, but uh, that, that one was, was definitely a cool, a cool uh, way for, I'm just, it was great that Troy and Chad stepped up with that yep. offer. And, and I think it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun for Grant. And, oh, and, absolutely. and he's got the option, I think to buy, three more tickets or something like that. So yep. you can have, you know, up to three friends sitting right there with them in the front row. Maybe he can have the uh, rest of the throwing toasters there. If they that, don't you know, know that, that, if they're not busy, that I, yeah. I don't know. They sometimes double book. I know. I know. It's, it's amazing how that happens. But <laughs> uh, And then the other one I definitely wanted to call out was that uh, there was one spot there that it was a manager or lumberjack in the hall of fame classic uh, next year. Uh, put on by impact pro wrestling and that was one by you mike i'm not sure how that happened <laughs> i don't know how it happened either but, but. but it, you know it, it'll be fun you know i mean i'm uh you know i i think that you know short of you and i being tag team champions i think that that's about as uh, <laughs> about as cool as it gets so you know in you know maybe you know, I, I i think i'll have to go with the baby face run i don't know we'll have to see what they cook up for me there that, that that'll be interesting yeah, well, as I say, if you're gonna be a lumberjack, I want to see you out there in full flannel and everything. You know, you got you got to play that well, part. It's kind of hot in summer though, Todd. I'm sure, I'm, I'm digging the full flannel. But we'll, we'll come up with something. I'm sure it'll be great. I, I trust those guys. Yep, yep. Well, yeah, definitely looking forward to that next year. And uh, yeah, we did mention you know we'll be doing Galacticon kind of in partnership with uh, the Hall of Fame next year, kind of back to back weekends. So we'll we'll definitely have a lot more details on that once we have some better dates and, and things like that figured out. But really looking forward. I will make it next year. Unfortunately, I'm unable to make it to Waterloo this year, but I will definitely. We're be working next year. on that. We're going to try and see if we can. We'll see. They're still trying to convince me. I know it's not much time left, but uh, they're still trying so, to work. We'll on. see if there's like you know one of those super safer fairs there we go there we go that might, might, might still happen we'll see uh so anyway we came back to uh, today you know we're recording this on the sunday right after the close of the con this morning we opened up day two uh and we had the canada cup. traditional right canada the, cup. The traditional canada cup even though the canadian wasn't there to run it in person Yep, he did not. He, he now he did win his bracket, which was good to see. That was, you know, I, I'm glad, you know, to see that. It's, uh, you know, I was, but I, I was concerned. You know, it's the first Canada Cup ever run in person without Mike. Yeah, and it was. Uh, but Todd, uh, Mike, you'll know Todd did a great job. He kept everybody in line. So he and he he mispronounced at least three people's names just, just <laughs> for old time's sake. So the, just the <laughs> confidence run well. Yes. Yes. So no, it definitely, it was fun there. Uh, you know, I think we, uh, the, the, the theme of the kind of cup this year, uh, which Mike had mentioned was kind of doing different eras 
of the GWF. So we had four different brackets, each with four different kind of decades within the, the GWF lineage there. Uh, so, uh, you know, we had a little bit, you know, ran a little bit over, especially online. I think we definitely know we, we need a, maybe a little bit more time for that. If we're going to running the same type of format next year, I think last year, maybe we ran a little bit better because we had smaller brackets there, but we're still figuring a couple things out. That was definitely a learning, uh, learning opportunity for this year. We'll say as far as timing on that online. Yeah, we may, I, I think, you know, may do something like have more moderators than we did this year or something like that. We'll figure something out for next year to make that run a little bit more smoothly. But but I think all in all, it was, if, if that's the worst thing yeah. that was going to happen to us this weekend, if you told us that going in with this hybrid format, that the worst thing we're going to have is a t- one tournament running a little over, uh, I'm okay. And if you told me that going in, then I'd be like, oh, the Canada Cup, huh? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah as I kind of figured. But then, you know, it, it all worked out the end. We kind of made up. Uh, some time later on and, and got through, you know, pretty, pretty close uh, to, to on time at the end there. Uh, we did, we did have, uh, so I actually, for, as far as the Canada Cup winners though, I will say uh, the virtual winner was Mike Carpenter who won with Alpha Force. I know Alpha Force had a nice run uh, in person, uh, but uh, lost in the, the finals uh, of the in-person side and lost to Monolith, who was uh, uh, by Smoke. was yeah, a, the, the a, current Monolith. Current part. Monolith, yeah. I know uh, I beat Monolith in, uh, in, in, my, in the bracket there, but unfortunately I got DQ too many times as Shane and just didn't work out so well. Todd, Todd had trouble, you know, keeping his temper so we're uh, you know yeah we're we're hopeful next year he can be a little bit more calm that's right that's right it's just getting out of control there was it really it was was just the border wasn't it that's what had you all riled up i think so i think so i think so uh yeah so so as we mentioned before sam did make it into the uh final four the virtual he did win he swept his bracket with shane uh but you know did did not make it uh out of the uh semifinals after that but uh, so we had eight people going to the Galactica Cup Finals. We'll talk about that in a little bit. So uh, next on the docket was the trivia. We pushed that uh, to the end kind of a- after everything. I know last year with the timing concerns, we did the same thing. Uh, but I will mention now, winner of the trivia was uh, Pete Fusco. Really, really narrow victory there um, over the faction and Swarm were right, right behind him. But I think just being a little bit quicker on some of those answers gave him more points at the end. Uh, I definitely like the trivia format there, being able to have people in person and online all kind of participate and it, it ran pretty, pretty quick. Yeah, no, I think it went well. I think it was fun. I mean, I, I missed it because I was up front rolling dice and nobody told me we were starting. I missed it. But, uh, but it's I, a conspiracy. It's, it's a conspiracy. Like... I've, I've, I've been, uh, I've been blocked out, but no, I think it was great. I think it was a lot of great questions. Thanks to Jim for, yep. for putting all that. Huge, together. huge thanks to Jim Steinhoff. He is the mad scientist of uh, GWF trivia. So definitely thank you to Jim. And, uh, but that was great. And then, you know, we had the guest appearance from yeah. in the future. That was an odd one. So that yeah, was, that was, that was, I mean that was surreal. I mean, it was it was, but the dark menace himself made an appearance, and and quite frankly, I think uh, unnerved some people. I mean, put some chilling words from the dark menace. Yeah, I mean Sam kept his composure there, so Sam Fain did uh, pro, did do the interviewing it, there. It, it's, it's a good thing to have a steady pro like that. Otherwise, I'm not sure how you know some some other people would have handled that. He, he was he was definitely chilling in his remarks, um, and and you know guarded in some other things i was surprised he, he, yeah. he managed to be uh arrogant and mysterious at the same time dark menace can pull off amazing things you know <laughs> uh and then i guess when he got fed up with us and and uh decided he he had told us that all he was willing to talk about he just left he just suddenly left. 
But fortunately, we were able to fill up the rest of that time slot with the creator of all this madness, Tom Filsinger. Well, there you go. Yeah, I mean, that was great that Tom was able to step in there. Any timing. I mean, I'm just, we're lucky like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah, Tom kind of ran through everything uh, around, you know, 2137 and, and everything there, the uh, the bonus pack and everything uh, associated with there. Uh, I know he was mentioning how that the, uh, the, uh, identification card will definitely get you out of any traffic ticket is it was what oh, you say it has to be it has, has to be, be right i would think so so i mean that's well worth your 10 bucks right there i'll say uh but uh, yeah, mike uh some initial thoughts on 2137 uh, you know I, we got to see some of the cards in action this weekend yeah i mean it's well it's funny because we spend all that time you know working on it right yeah. and, and then you know the, everybody else is reading and everything you and i are trying to get everything organized and i'm like well, yeah, I need to like actually see how these matches go. Right. <laughs> um, but I mean, I think obviously, you know, they were the surprise of the set. The gladiators are obviously huge news. If, uh, well, if you didn't want spoilers, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast at this point, probably. But uh, since we've already spoiled some other stuff. With, yeah. With the giveaways. <laughs> but, but I think that, um, you know, the, the uh, you know, the siege, uh, you know, card, I think was a huge hit with people in particular yeah. of, of, of all those. But I, I think that, um, you know, I mean, I think the new Annie men are, are incredibly interesting to see where they're going to go with with those cards. So, I mean, it's there's a lot, a lot going on, and that's and then you've got Oris and Trap and um, Tarvel the Trapper, who are yep. another tag team to throw in there, and and both singles wrestlers too, though. So, I mean, I think there's. There's definitely a lot to unpack there, Todd. Yeah, a lot, a lot of good stuff in the set. And I'm really interested with the new Dark Menace card, how that really factors into the Gladiators matches. And I, I mean, yeah, I mean, that, I mean, it could be a game changer both ways. I mean, you know, because there's some of those options that you can pick that, yes, they boost you, but they also, there's a price to pay for Sure, sure. Um, and it'll be really interesting to see, you know, how promoters, different promoters choose to use them in their feds. Right. You know, how that impacts things. I mean, it's... It's crazy, and, that, and that's just in terms of the gameplay. And then all these stories are set up. I mean, you can see there's a lot of there's a lot that Tom set up um, in the stories for lines for the next probably couple sets that he's set up here. So it's you know as always, you know, it's the more answers you get, the more questions you have. Exactly, exactly. And I and I will say I'll add on top of that. Uh, really nice to see uh, Totalis, you know, coming back home to Sly Drury's team there. You know. You never know which team that guy's going to show up at, but uh, and and I also like the thing that Tom added in about anytime he plays end game, he plays his end game, he uses his elevated stats. So I like that. You I know? like that. That, that. I think that's kind of cool, and, and it makes sense, right? Because if he's a, you know, if he's a money player, well, match with end game is about it. You know, no matter whether there's a title or a tournament or not, it, it's it's the biggest. thing. Thing around, so gotta, gotta figure out who the king of Corvus is. So, you know, the only... <laughs> well, yeah, definitely is a lot of fun, uh, you know, uh, seeing from the Dark Menace and uh, from Tom. And it was awesome to have them at least we're virtually there next year. Tom said he will be there in person, and we're yeah. gonna we're gonna hold him to that. We are gonna hold him to that. Um, and uh, and and I guess we probably should have a shout out to Vegas for being. I think Vegas was the furthest uh, yep. travel this year. Yep, um, yep, yep. So Zeke, you know, th- thank you for making the trek. I, I, uh, I we're we're always happy to see. I'm looking forward to seeing you next weekend in Waterloo. Um, and it's like the Zeke World Tour this. Oh year. yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, it, but it's awesome, and you know, true to form, uh, indie fans. You know, we, there was a uh, an indie show on Saturday night that Zeke goes down to and. He signed somebody. I'm just going to say he signed somebody. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not gonna say who, but he's but Zeke did Zeke things and what Zeke does, and and that's you know I think keeps a lot of our indie fans happy. So exactly. And so he, he you know he didn't just show up. He he, he didn't mail it in. <laughs> he, he went he went all the way. So thank you, Zeke. Great great to see you. Yes, that was, that was great. Yeah, I think I had a, a couple guys had a good night there. Mike and I and uh, Kirk went out for some uh, barbecue and whatnot uh, on Saturday night. I, I think I, after the con, I just needed to chill for a bit, so I was happy with because that. Running Galactic Con is hard work, Todd. You, you need to refuel every <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Well, you know, we kind of wrapped up uh, Galactic Con, well, I guess before the trivia officially wrapped it up, but we did wrap up with the Galactic Con cup tournament and you know i'm going to run through what happened there uh we had um mike uh uh had a mike carpenter he picked um omega as his number one pick went against pete beck who had uritar and uh omega did go ahead and win that one and this was the new omega galacticon special edition card yes exactly so that, yeah, the, uh, the Mike did win the number one overall pick. I will say also that's so he picked that new uh, Omega card there for that. Uh, we had our number four seed was uh, Chuck Clouster. He had Siege, brand, you know, debuting here uh, this weekend, taking on Smoke, who picked uh, you know a, an old favorite here. He picked Wolf, and Wolf did uh, win that first round match against Siege. It was uh, it was a good one there, and he, he was able to take that. Uh, we had Mark Cantor. He wanted to be the Invincible Kraken, uh, and you know Kraken did have a. I, oh, I forgot to mention, you know Kraken did have an appearance during uh tom's uh, q a as well the, uh, actually, online, that, was, yeah. I, that was fantastic that was i, I and i mean he didn't just look like cracking he, he was cracking he was cracking that, that was amazing that was, that was about the uh that was pretty amazing i mean you know i think you know the uh tom Filsinger lookalike uh pete beck was was good it was, it was very good but but uh cracking was that was amazing yeah that was really really amazing so anyway uh, so, the, uh, so, you know, Kraken uh, was chosen, but went up against Infinity. Uh, so Drew Harmon, who won the uh, GWF tournament online, he took Infinity by the advice of, uh, of uh, Mr. Rob Bobin and did beat Kraken. Uh, next up, we had uh, Andy. He picked, the only, he picked out the only legend in the tournament, Andre the Giant. Uh, taking on Mike Fortune, who picked Incubus. Incubus was the guy he had in the Canada Cup, and he pulled them right into uh, into this tournament. And uh, Incubus did beat Andre the Giant, uh, keeping that losing streak going for Andre. He got on level three offense and just wouldn't let up. That, that's that three finisher card for Incubus, yep. and, and it was just brutal. Yeah, yeah, just just wore down Andre. Yeah, I mean Andre, once you get him down. You know, it's tough to get him down, but I guess here, once you got him down, that was it. So anyway, we next had, it was an absolute barn burner, I'll say. A couple of these matches were, uh, you know, Omega versus Wolf was the next one. Uh, Wolf came really, really close here a couple times, but in the end, Omega was able to hit the Tomahawk uh, thrust and and win that one. Yeah, the father of the GWF really uh, put on a show in that one. Uh, next up, we had Infinity versus Incubus, and you know Incubus is uh, you know, tried to get down on level three and getting those finishers, and got a couple of them in, but just didn't get enough. And once it got turned around, Infinity just was on offense the entire time. Incubus couldn't get back on after the midboy part of the match. Eventually, Infinity warm out. Yeah. So that brought us to our finals, which is the father of the GWF against kind of like the the logo. <laughs> yeah, right. 
We have Omega versus Infinity. Uh, Mike Carpenter and uh, Drew Harmon, both uh, their first Galacticon Cup finals here. First Galacticon Cup, I think, for either one as well. Uh, so they fought each other, and this one was amazing. Uh, I think the number of tokens there was, uh, I think, six plus tokens on each guy. I think seven on Omega, six on Infinity. It was, it was, it was crazy. I mean, it was, it was a barn burner for sure. Yeah. I mean, there's multiple times like, all right, you need a, you know, a, a seven or less, get your pinned and we rolled an eight, you know, yeah. nine or less, you know, get your pinned and roll a 10. Like there Pick was your amazing. favorite commentator and whatever he'd say, slobber knocker, pure six, whatever it was, it was, that was that, that match was everything you could have hoped for in a final. It definitely was. And uh, in the end, uh, you know, even though it came, close with the tomahawk thrust before but infinity was able to take the whole tournament so big congratulations out to drew he gets to create two ftr guys and now he's the champ he's the galactic uh, champion man i'll tell you it's 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 it's, it's a esteemed list of uh of people who get to uh put their name associated with the cup and then you know welcome to the club welcome to the club drew so you know we hope next year we'll see you in person here and you know get to defend the the title there i think uh we'll be still we'll be sending you out the the championship belt so you can uh, display it this year but yeah we want to see you next year in person hopefully uh we can you can able uh, to work that out so we'll see we'll see well that wrapped up the convention so it was a great time. Again, you know, thanks to everybody who, you know, stepped up and and, and chipped in to help. A, a, you know, the first hybrid Galacticon run as smoothly as it did. Thanks for everybody who attended. It was fun. It was great to see people. Um, you know, just and and it was great to talk. You know, yeah. Phil Singer game stuff. You know, with everybody and and um, you know th this last year's I know a year and a half has been tough on people. And, you know, it's, but it's nice that we, you know, kind of made something good out of all of it. And, and we, we came up with this new way to do Galacticon. And, you know, we've, as we've discussed, you know, uh, you know, I don't know if we're going to run it exactly the same way next year, but, but the virtual piece will be a part of Galacticon going forward. And, yeah. and we're, you know, we're glad for that. And, and we're glad for everybody we saw in person and online. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And yeah, I would say another person that we haven't shouted out yet is uh, your brother, Kevin, uh, who helped a lot with the audiovisual stuff, kind of helping me with some of the technical pieces throughout the day. Uh, so it's definitely a, a th big thanks to Kevin. Uh, I think Molly McGuire's was a great location. That oh, was, it was awesome. I mean, I had people like, you know, going on Yelp to give them five stars. Excellent. You know, like, they were like, are they on Yelp? Yeah, they're on Yelp. Okay, we're going to do them a review. So it was, I mean, I think it was um, the staff there was great. Um, you know, the venue worked out really worked well out really for good. us. Um, had a little show house kind of sort of feel to it. <laughs> so, although we didn't have any of the creepy noises. Sorry. No, 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 no yeah, no. Jack, Jack would have been disappointed, but, uh, but it, but it was a great time. And, uh, you know, obviously it's great to see you, my friend. That, that, absolutely. Well, we don't get to do it as often as we'd like, but it's nice to get together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Great to be down here and see, and seeing you there. Yeah, so venue was great. Uh, you know, it's nice being near the hotel right across the street. Parking less than you know, to be desired, but you know that was really the only drawback I saw there. But definitely a lot of fun here. I had a great time. Met some great uh, people uh, that I know I'll definitely be seeing again. Uh, so yeah, big shout out. Thanks to everybody who was a part of this this year. Uh, definitely let us know what you think. And you know, next year, as I mentioned before, next year we will we'll be doing. The Galacticon in Chicago, 
following week we'll be uh, out in Waterloo, Iowa for the Hall of Fame. Uh, or the, maybe the other way. Who knows? How maybe the other way. I, th- I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be this way though. But we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Don't buy your tickets just yet. We we will let you know the dates of that when we know it. But we want to you know hoping a big uh, big party and everyone kind of. You know, checking out everything. I know a couple of people have mentioned to me they're looking to maybe stay in the areas, do some sightseeing for a couple of days in between. I think that sounds like a great idea. So hope you join us. Well, I think that's all we got. Time, time to go home. I think it's time to go home. It's literally time for me to go home. You're not that far away. I still got a couple of hours to drive. So we're going to kick it back to Sam to close this up. But uh, thanks again. Have a good evening, Denmark. All right. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That was Todd Gershel and Mike Molesky uh, with their overview of Galacticon 2021. Uh, It was, again, it was an incredible time. I had so much fun. I can't wait for next year in Chicago. I will definitely be there in person. Really, really looking forward to it. Um, I do have a little bit of bad news to end with, unfortunately. I I wish that this wasn't the case, but I wanted to put it here on the podcast, um, as well as, of course, contacting people personally. Um, I have had some unforeseen circumstances come up, um, basically car trouble, and the resulting bill for that car trouble was around $3,000. It's just not in the cards this year. However, next year, uh, it's definitely going to happen. Um, In the meantime, I want everyone to take care of yourselves, take care of one another. Uh, I will be back with you very soon uh, with a brand new episode of Roll Up. And of course, we'll be joined by Todd and Mike, I'm pretty sure. So in the meantime, hats off to you. Keep the dice rolling. We'll talk to you again soon. (laughs) 